0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up on a Friday? I'm Michael Porky Glad that you guys are with me and forgive the look. Got back from vacation and back on the, uh, the fitness train and uh, trying to do it before the live stream. That's kind of the goal now to save a little bit more time in the morning to get everything that I've got to do during the day to get it all done. So forgive the way I look, but uh, hey, you guys aren't here to look at me. You're here to talk about baseball and there are four. There are four left. The final four. Why don't they call it the final four? Has anybody figured that out? Why is it only Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four in basketball? I mean, we should do that in football too. Call it the Elite Eight or whatever when the playoff gets expanded. We should call it the Final Four. Right now, that's hang the banner at Duty Noble Field. Final Four appearance. That's what they should do. I don't know. Anyway, we're talking baseball today. A handful of things I've got for you. First of all, of course. There were four, Vanderbilt, NC State, Mississippi State, and Texas, all those getting underway today. Vanderbilt and NC State will play at 2 o'clock, I think, right? Or is it 1 o'clock? Oh, gosh. So it's 2 and 6, or 1 and 6, right? So Vanderbilt and NC State will start at 1. Mississippi State will start right after the radio show ends this afternoon at 6 o'clock. Um, interesting situation going on with pitching, and I'll get to that in a second. The NCAA almost did something incredibly dumb, and I'll tell you what that is. Uh, LSU made a hire. Interesting hire. Some people are underwhelmed, and I think they're insane. We'll talk about that. I've got some TV number stuff that I want to talk with you about. I, I, that is one thing that I'm fascinated with, and one thing that I kind of, you know, you guys know me. I think I'm pretty modest. I would like to think I know what I'm talking about, but not Always. And I, I miss the mark often. I know ratings specifically for some reason better than most people. That, that sounds cocky, but that, that's just the truth. And some numbers came out yesterday that I'm kind of fascinated by. I'll explain that to you. And also I've got a comparison between college baseball, the NBA, and college football. So all that coming your way first. I do want to remind you, though, if you're a first-time listener or watcher, you can get this in a lot of places on YouTube. Just search my name. Right there on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Also on Twitter, same name, same handle, and Facebook. And this gets uploaded in podcast form, as well as the Sunday show, all in the same feed. If you miss an episode, you don't want to miss an episode, go to your favorite podcast app, search Mike in the Morning or my name, both of which should turn up results, uh, and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. The podcast numbers are growing as well. So not only are more of you watching these, more of you are listening as well. So I appreciate you for that. And then there were four. Texas beat and eliminated Virginia last night in a late, late, late game. I didn't stay up until the end, if we're being totally honest. It was, it was a late baseball game. Uh, I got some sleep. But Texas, ultimately the winner, which is really the only thing that matters today because that is Mississippi State's opponent. And now you're possibly going to be seeing Ty Madden again. I haven't seen Official Word anywhere. I'm sure it's out there. I just haven't seen it, but Texas has to win this game today. Ty Madden is the guy that Mississippi State saw earlier, you know, just five days ago, and he was great, seven innings complete, just gave up two runs on four hits and struck out ten Mississippi State batters. That was uh the last time he pitched and you know obviously Mississippi State still won the game, but it wasn't uh, the fault. Of who they're probably going to see tonight in uh, in Ty Madden. He is Texas's best pitcher, and I think he's their best pitcher. I mean, statistically, he definitely um, leads and whip and ERA, and has the most innings pitched on the roster. Uh, 71 hits and 107 innings pitched for what it's worth, has struck out 129 on the season. Uh, Opponents hit 188 off of him. And like I said, um, was really good against Mississippi State last time he pitched, but they ultimately lost the game. Harper starts us off uh, in the comments. He says, how bad is it going to suck for Ty to lose those three games (laughs) to one team in a season? I like the confidence, man. I like the confidence. The poll question for the radio show today is going to be just how you're feeling. Are you excited? Nervous, anxious, or all of the above for for Mississippi State fans? That's going to be the poll question today. I've already started working on the show. um, And so, yeah, that'll be our poll question today. How are are you guys feeling about this game tonight? What were the options? I have them written down. It was excited, nervous, anxious, all of the above. How are you feeling tonight? Um, Andrew says, let's go get a championship. I'm with you, man. I I think they're going to. But... my prediction, for whatever it's worth, and obviously you guys know I hope I'm wrong, I think Mississippi State will lose tonight and win tomorrow. I think that'll be the path to the championship series. That's just my prediction. I think they're going to go, but I think Madden will be really good again, even though Mississippi State has seen him twice already. Um, and I do think that Texas has the pitching advantage tonight, at least from a starter perspective. Um with Madden over Harding. But Mississippi State will win tomorrow and go to the championship series. That is my prediction. Uh, hold it against me, if you'd like, if I'm wrong. Happily, uh, would be wrong. So, big stage tonight for Mississippi State. Andrew says Fade Borky. Hey, two football seasons ago, the 2019 football season, you would have made a killing fading me. Just an absolute killing. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was like 42% or something like that against the spread. With my uh, my college football picks. Something like that in 2019. I had a much better 2020. I was like 55%. Something like that. So I was much better in 2020. I rarely pick college basketball games. Uh, in fact, I never really do. I only really tell people not to, to bet on games. And... Um, it, when it comes to basketball. Because it's just so volatile. And so is baseball. But... Yeah, Fade Borky would have worked in 2019. He would have made a lot of money. Not going with my picks, no doubt. Uh, but that that's my prediction. I think State will go to the championship series. I will—I do think it'll take two games to, to do it, though. Uh, hope I'm wrong, because that will really help uh, Mississippi State when it comes to being rested, ready, prepared for that championship series. Zach says, i definitely say anxious, but having to lose twice takes a bit of the pressure off tonight. Yeah, I mean... They already do, but, I mean, there's. it's the College World Series. There's pressure on everybody, right? Uh, is, there's pressure on Mississippi State tonight. It's the College World Series. They win and they go to the Championship Series, but they already have that mentality anyway that we talk about so often, and they can be a little bit looser. It's not do or die for, for them tonight. They're not running out their best arm either, not to say Harding's not very good because he is, but Texas is – as shooting all their best bullets tonight they have to they have no choice so the pressure is more on texas than it is on mississippi state so they can be a little bit looser uh tonight should be a great crowd by the way uh i talked to somebody that was there that said mississippi state fans uh are the most represented but texas is close as well so you should have a really good like bowl game style atmosphere with a bunch of texas fans and a bunch of mississippi state fans there should be really good quality like high level baseball tonight um I mean, I, like I said, I would love to see Mississippi State go to the championship series. But some of you guys, of course, uh, are, are emotionally invested and have been your entire life in Bulldog baseball. So you won't enjoy the game the same way I will, I think. If if we're talking like back and forth pitchers duel or one nothing, 1-1, one 2-2, one, two two, going into the ninth inning, you guys are going to be stressed out of your minds and I'm going to be you know, having a beer and enjoying the heck out of it. So I, I don't envy the position you guys are in. Uh because it's going to be stressful tonight, for sure. Because I, I think it'll be a really close game and two really good, talented teams with good pitching staffs. And Texas' offense is really coming alive lately. And Mississippi State, you know, is always clutch. It's just, this is what a, a casual baseball fan like me, if I was sitting in Greenville, South Carolina, my hometown, And I had no investment, no interest at all in either of these two teams. I, I, you know, I didn't go to Mississippi State. I didn't go to Texas. I'm just kind of watching baseball on a Friday night. This is the kind of game matchup atmosphere that I was hoping for when I turned on the TV tonight. Uh, It's going to be just incredible. Uh, And I think Harding's up for the task. I mean, you know, Madden's great. Everybody talks about Madden. We'll talk about him on the radio this afternoon a bunch, about how good he is, how good he's been against Mississippi State. But I think by default we're going to kind of talk about him so much and it'll sound like Harding's not up for the task. I, I don't believe that either. And, yes, that's coming from the guy that just said that I think Mississippi State will lose tonight but win tomorrow. But still. Um, I expect nothing but high-level, intense baseball. And we just don't get that all that often. Um, Tickets are ridiculous for this game, Andrew says. going to be packed. Let me see. Let's see what uh, StubHub has to say about games tonight. StubHub. I probably should have thought about this ahead of time, I guess. But let's see. Um, By the way, these secondary ticket websites... I mean, aside from medical insurance, this is the biggest legalized scam in America. With all the extra fees they slap on you at the end. Hey, here's a ticket for a hundred dollars, and you buy two of them, and you end up spending like three twenty-five. It's a joke. Um, anyway, College World Series. Uh, game two, right? Yeah, six o'clock. Mississippi State and Texas. You can get into the afternoon game for eleven dollars if you want to go see Vanderbilt, NC State. Um, Let's see. All right, outfield, $69 dead center. Nice. Um, $78 left center. $83. So, So $69 is the cheapest lower bowl seat you can buy, and that's like the last row of the outfield, you can get in the door for $55, it looks like, somewhere. Yeah, $57 if you want to sit in the upper corner of the upper deck, $55. You want to sit in the the lower bowl behind the Mississippi State dugout, you're spending $180. Bucks. If you want to sit behind the Texas dugout, you're spending, oh, there's $90. Bucks. For row 30. Let's see. All right. I'm going to pretend. Here, here's what's crazy about these websites, right? So I'm going to start the uh, the process to buy two seats for $90 for tonight's College World Series game. Guess how much it's going to cost me. Two tickets. Should be 180 bucks, right? Should be $180, and it will cost me... Two hundred and thirty-two dollars. Two hundred and thirty-two dollars. They have a service fee that is twenty-three dollars per ticket. And then there's another fulfillment fee for an extra five bucks. Tell me that's not a scam. You list the tickets for 90 bucks, you buy two of them, you spend two hundred and thirty-two. A joke. That is a joke. Uh, Zach says, "Ideally, this game will be close and tense because that's what we deserve." Then, in, then state wins the championship series, eleven to two and thirteen to four over <laughs> NC State. I hear you, man. I uh, I hear you. I still think that the ideal scenario, like we talked about yesterday, for Mississippi State is obviously they win tonight, so they don't have to use Bedner, and Vanderbilt wins tonight and NC State wins tomorrow. I think that's the ideal scenario for Mississippi State. Either way, though, if Vanderbilt wins tonight, regardless of who wins the next game, you've got to feel really good about your position if you win tonight because that means Vanderbilt will have to throw probably Kumar Rocker to get themselves to the championship series, and you won't see him again. If they decide to go that route, you won't see him again. So you're really rooting for Vanderbilt today which is hard to do with the Whistler and all that stuff. But trust me, you want Vanderbilt to win today because you want them to have to throw Kumar Rocker. And even if you lose today and you win tomorrow to get to the championship series and you possibly have to burn uh, Bednar, that also means Vanderbilt burns Rocker. So, you know, it's kind of a wash at that point, right? If you lose your guy and they lose their guy, that's okay. But facing Rocker without Bednar would stink. And then for Vanderbilt's perspective, facing Bednar without Rocker would also be bad. So that's the scenario you want. Obviously, you want to win tonight. You want Vanderbilt to beat NC State today. And then the game tomorrow, you want it to go to 27 innings, you know, I mean, just burn everybody. But that's the ideal scenario for Mississippi State. Win tonight, have Vanderbilt beat NC State tonight. Obvious, uh, obvious scenario there. But hey, Speaking of games tomorrow, the NCAA almost did something incredibly stupid. Did you guys see what would have happened if that game would have rained out yesterday? So they weren't going to let them start a game after 11 o'clock last night, even though the softball tournament played a game at like 2 a.m. But still, um, I don't want to get into that today. I, I rant about the NCAA far too often, but... um. This, was, this could have happened, would have happened yesterday if that game kept writing. So I'm going to share this with you. I wish there was a more efficient way for me to do this on here. All right, so here it is. This is from John Bishop, and John is the radio voice of the Creighton Blue Jays. And uh, he hosts a radio show there in Omaha. He said, according to the NCAA manual, no game can start after 11 p.m., Should this game – he's talking about the one that happened last night. Should this game be postponed to tomorrow, it would be the only game of the day. Friday's games would move to Saturday, and the if necessary games would be Sunday. How – I mean, how incredibly stupid would that have been? To where last night's game would have had to have been played by itself today, and the two games scheduled today would have been moved to tomorrow – and you could have possibly had all four teams playing on Sunday, the day before the championship series begins. I mean, who thinks that's a good idea and who wants that? I understand that baseball is a is a unique sport where it, when it's the ninth inning and there's runners on first and third and you're down by two and it's the bottom of the ninth and you don't get to pick who hits, right? It could be your 9-hole hitter who's been hitting 133 in the playoffs. But that's baseball. That's what happens. You don't get to start your best arm every game in a playoff series. It just it doesn't work like that. In basketball, Trey Young gets the ball. And as we've seen so far, he delivers. LeBron gets the ball. Jordan gets the ball. In football, Patrick Mahomes gets to lead the game-winning touchdown drive. Tom Brady gets to lead the game-winning touchdown drive, right? It, the the stars have the power. In baseball, it doesn't work like that. But could you imagine having your championship series not feature? Let, let's say Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, if, if this were to happen, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt would have won on Sunday, and the championship series begins Monday. You would have had a championship series that did not feature a top 10 pick at all in Kumar Rocker and a first round draft pick in Will Bednar. That's what would have happened. And it still could happen that way regardless. But I mean, uh, who's, who's making these rules? And you can change them, right? I, I just, I don't, the fact that that could have happened instead of having last night's game get played at 10 a.m. today and then the next game comes at one and the next game comes at six, and that's just what you do to keep everybody else on schedule. You were going to disrupt everybody's schedule because of one game and not just disrupt one game and keep everything else the same. It's crazy. I don't understand it. Will says, I think last night's game starting at 9:45 helps Mississippi State a lot. I agree. They got to go to bed early. They were rested. Chris Lamonis probably had a beer last night watching the game, doing his scouting. You know, they were relaxed and comfortable and got to have a good night's sleep last night. They're college kids. They're probably going to be okay. But any edge in a game that's as close as this one, with opponents as close as these two, any edge can help. Texas was playing late last night. Started at 945. Mississippi State was in bed. Filming TikTok videos, playing Fortnite, I don't know, whatever college kids are doing now. That's what they were doing last night. Sleeping, relaxing, not using arms also. Definitely helps for sure. <laughs> JP says, uh, morning, Borky here in spirit. Busy this morning. I'll contribute to your podcast. Listener numbers later-, later. Save bed or throw Sims as much or as little as you need to. Go dogs." Zach said, I just assumed they would have pushed the championship series back a day as well. Didn't think about them keeping the dates. Yeah, so I'll transition to the, uh, the ratings conversation now, actually. Because um, that's an interesting point. We had people ask yesterday, why is the championship series on a Monday? Why don't they start it on a Saturday? And the answer is very, very simple. It is television. That's why. The college football championship is on a Monday for television. The NCAA tournament... Championship, The College Basketball National Championship on Monday. Because that is when you are least likely to group watch. Which makes numbers higher. Even if it's the same amount of people watching on a Saturday, you're more likely to go out. Go see some friends, go to a bar, have some friends over. Fewer people or more people watching one television. But guess what only gets picked up in the ratings? The television and the number of people in said household. But if you are in a market and your device is getting red and you have a household of four people, if your television's on, it's all they're counting. But if you have a party of 20 people over, they don't get counted. So that's why they do it on a Monday. You're less likely to group watch. It it makes the numbers more accurate and bigger. And so you'll, you'll never see, I say never, the college football national championship won't be on a Saturday ever because you're more likely to group watch. Little Timmy has a soccer game. Little Sally has a softball game. People have stuff to do on the weekends. Parents like to have date night or all kinds of things. On Monday, when have you ever had something to do on a Monday? You know? Never. Never. So that's why they do it. But I am really surprised about, um, really surprised about, I guess I shouldn't be because it's the NCAA, about why they would be willing to have their teams in the championship series playing on Sunday, possibly using their best arms and having a championship series begin the next day without these teams being able to put their best foot forward. I don't understand that. And the, I guess the easy answer is, well, what do you do? Delay it a week? Yeah, sure. Have a few days in between the last game and the beginning of the championship series. Mississippi State playing in a championship series possibly without Will Bednar doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't feel right. I know baseball is a unique sport, but could you? I mean, could you imagine scheduling a football game in a way that? Ohio State couldn't play Justin Fields at quarterback? You know what I mean? That that wouldn't happen. Um, That's something I would like to see moving forward, to avoid a situation like we could have. Will says, it's hard to sweep a top-10 baseball team. Is it easier, harder to do it in three days, or spread it out across the season? That's a great question. I mean, you're going to see Madden for the third time. But how about this? So the whole... It's hard to beat. A, so I'm using football as the reference. I don't know about basketball or baseball, but in football, you hear often in the NFL, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. That's just made up. It's completely made up. The team that won the first two games wins the third game at like a 75% number. There's a reason the team that won the first two games won the first two games. It's likely because they're better. So at least in football, I don't know about baseball, but in football, the idea that it's hard to beat a team three times in one season doesn't hold up to actual numbers, if you can believe that. I, I was surprised too. But yes, yeah, sweeping a top-ten team in baseball is extremely hard to do, especially when you're seeing their best arm three times in a row, but you've beaten them twice already. Um, but, but in football, when you hear that next year when the playoffs come and the Saints have beaten the Falcons twice in the regular season because they're going to beat the Falcons twice this year, and they meet in the playoffs because somehow they slipped their way in, you're going to hear that. Oh, well, you know, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. As it turns out, no, it's not. I don't know how that translates to baseball, but there's a reason Mississippi State's beaten Texas twice already. If they lose tonight, Texas is really good. But it's not because it's the third time they've played. How would you like the new schedule format, for next year's uh, College World Series. Andrew, honestly, I don't know what it is. Um, If you don't mind dropping that in here, let me know because I I have no idea what the new schedule format is. Um, I'd love to see it. Wade says, y'all were talking on on the afternoon show about the state Notre Dame game rating before the game on Monday. Did you ever see the rating for Monday's game? I did not. Uh, They didn't post it. And generally when they don't... So this is going to sound like an insult. It's not. College baseball just doesn't rate particularly well. So when it's a number that's just a few hundred thousand, they generally don't post them. And that's very likely what it was. And I'll I'll tell you why I know that. Uh, We've got numbers for yesterday out. So this is TV and Sports TV on Wednesday. I'll share the screen with you and also, also read them to you as well. So Sports TV on Wednesday... Uh, Hawks-Bucks on TNT did 5.3 million viewers. Islanders-Lightning was second on Wednesday with 1.5 million people. That's playoff hockey. Portugal-France soccer on ESPN, that was during the day as well, did 1.17 million people. Stanford-Vanderbilt on ESPN. The College World Series, just 1.03 million people. So the College World Series game was fourth on Wednesday in sports programming. It did beat Dodgers Padres. That was seven hundred twenty-four thousand people. And Spain and Slovakia had uh, five hundred and thirty-two thousand people. And uh, if you care about overall like television, Hawks Bucks was still the the most watched thing on Wednesday, uh, with five point three one hundred thousand dollar pyramid. I don't even know what that is. And three and a half million people watched it on ABC press your luck also don't know what that is over 3 million people kids say the darndest things didn't know that was still a thing over 3 million people Tucker Carlson did over 3 million people Master Chef is almost 3 million people so you can see um college baseball just uh doesn't move the needle nationally in the same way other things do Spain and Portugal soccer uh beat the College World Series which is just always surprising to me but um with all due respect to Richard, I mean, I don't really, I don't really respect him that much. <laughs> um, they didn't approach a million people. They they probably didn't approach five hundred thousand people. Um, it's still a very niche sport. That's not a slight. That's just that's just reality. It's, it's still a very uh, very niche sport. Um, so the new college world series format rewards the teams that win. It makes it even shorter. I think it puts the final on Saturday and Sunday. Takes some of the off days out. Will says, I would like one extra buffer day between the semis and the championship, but I wouldn't push it to the next weekend. That's fair. That's fair. Um, college baseball could if it were on ABC over generic game shows. I don't know if it'd draw 3 million people, though. That's crazy. That's says someone doesn't know their game shows. I mean, I, I'm not really watching TV unless it's Sports, like like live television, you know, stuff that airs on a certain day at a certain time. I mean, those days are over. The last TV show I really did that with was Game of Thrones. And what a failure that final season was. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's all on demand now. So the only live television I'm ever watching is just sports. So I, I didn't even I don't know what those game shows are. And I, I'm flabbergasted that over three million people are watching them. That blows my mind. Um. So on that front, so the NBA number was really good. 5.3 million people for a small market thing as well. Uh, I made this comparison on the radio show yesterday, so forgive me for, for being repetitive. But this is something that really interests me. And I think that college football can learn a lot and will learn a lot about what you're seeing in the NBA in terms of viewership. And I talk about viewership a lot because I think it's a direct reflex, reflection of interest, um, which is always so funny to me because I, I can't tell you the number of times I've brought up the NFL on the radio show and somebody's texted in and said nobody cares anymore about the NFL. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth because 100 million people watch the Super Bowl. They are by far the most watched thing in television, and it's not, there's not a remotely close second, not even close. I'll have people also tell me that nobody cares about the NBA anymore and College World Series is going on, NBA playoffs are going on, and five times the people watch basketball. So people do care, maybe just not in your circles. But the point is, what you're seeing right now in the NBA is a something that I think you will see in college football as well. A very similar phenomenon. College football is going in the wrong direction to me. We've talked about it a lot. I don't need to go through it all, but The lack of parity is ruining the sport, and viewership trends are reflecting that. The playoff number this past year was brutal. Almost the exact same number of people watched the national championship as the semifinal games. That should never happen. For example, the NFC and the AFC championship are watched by less than half of the people that watch the Super Bowl. That's how it should be. I don't expect college football to get 100 million people or even 50, but 18 is a bad number that's close to the basketball national championship like really close that's awful Co- college football the the national interest viewership and just based on the way people are talking about it is going like this a negative direction it's going down it doesn't feel like that in this region of the country because it's like a religion here you know it's god and my football team <laughs> so it's it's a big it's a big deal here so we don't see it as much here but interest is dwindling in college football it's tangible you can see it 100% true it's going the wrong direction so was basketball nba viewership was declining attendance was going down national interest in nba in, in professional basketball was going in the wrong direction a lot of people attribute it solely to politics. I think that does and did play a role in it, but not exclusively. You have the broadcast partners that are not even at all interested in anybody other than New York and L.A. There is a segment that they they did on First Take where Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, and I think her name's Molly, were just absolutely – I mean, they were, ta- they were saying that they didn't want ESPN to send them to the NBA Finals – if they are in Milwaukee or Phoenix, because those places are terrible. That's a a broadcast partner of the league having their multi-million dollar host of their pathetic show talking about how they don't want to be sent to Milwaukee because they want the the Clippers to win and they want the Hawks to win because Atlanta and L.A. are way cooler than Milwaukee and Phoenix. And Phoenix sucks and Milwaukee sucks and don't send me there. I don't want to go there. Only a complete loser cannot have fun in Phoenix and Milwaukee. Those are great places, but that's what ESPN does. So I think that's contributed to it, the player movement. But regardless, numbers have gone down. They have in college football, not to that extreme, but they are also in college football. They haven't in the NFL, though. NFL is held strong. And I I think it's for one reason. Everybody in the NFL matters. They're covered like they all matter, and they all have a shot. The access is there. Even the bad divisions like the NFC East, they get a playoff team, so people are interested. The NBA playoffs right now are doing good numbers. Are they as good as they were 10 years ago? No, but they're good, solid. Market share is good. They're dominating everything on television right now. They have stabilized. No LeBron got eliminated early. Steph Curry and the Warriors weren't even involved in the playoffs. The Knicks got bounced early. The Nets just got bounced. Philly's out. Chicago's not involved. Haven't been for a while. So no New York, no Lakers, no Warriors. Philly got bounced. You're left with small market Milwaukee afterthought Atlanta, even though that's a huge city, but afterthought Atlanta, afterthought Phoenix, and then the B team in Los Angeles who can't even fill up their arena. They couldn't fill up their arena last night. People blame the 6 o'clock start for that. It's pathetic. No, nobody cares in LA about the Lakers or about the Clippers. That's what it is. But numbers are good. Well, how can that be? Because sports, the, the biggest lie in sports is that you need brands To be interesting, there aren't any brands left in the playoffs right now. None. They're fascinating. They've had compelling games, great finishes, great performances. Trey Young doing the little shimmy. He shakes Drew Holiday and does his shimmy before he shoots a three-point shot. You've had compelling stars, great performances, different teams, different markets, non-traditional powers, but people are engaged. People are watching. People are interested. I would argue that not having LeBron and not having the Warriors and not having the Knicks is kind of helping it. People from non-traditional markets are interested. The Southeast has a team in. Doesn't happen very often, ever. Hawks are really good and fun. Big market. in Atlanta cares now. Phoenix, huge place. They're in. The Midwest, Milwaukee, they're in. And numbers look good. I think this same phenomenon will happen in college football when the playoff expands. Because right now, viewership is going down, especially later in the season, because teams get eliminated in September and October. I've said this before. I'll say it again because it's true. West of the Mississippi River did not have a single, meaningful, playoff-implicated college football game after October 3rd, when Oklahoma lost its second game. Not one, had not a single college football game west of the Mississippi River after October 3rd mattered at all. So why would they care? Why would they be interested? I think the expanded playoff will do to college football what having these unique markets is doing for the NBA. I think it will generate interest, engage regions of the country that haven't been involved in this thing for a while, and will be better for the sport. Because I know that you guys, I know I am sick to death of picking up a preview magazine, which I'll do this weekend, and their top five will be some combination of Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia. That'll be it. And that'll be it next year. And that'll be it next year. Until they expand the playoff, that's all that's going to matter. And so every other team in college football is not going to play a single meaningful game this year once they lose the first time. That'll be it. If Ole Miss goes to Tuscaloosa and loses this year... Yeah, they're playing for a bowl game and stuff. The fans care. Like, you're interested. You guys are really going to care. But the games won't have true, real, like, implicated meaning. It's killing the sport. That's why the NFL is so popular and has remained so popular. Because everybody's got a shot. The Buffalo... My, my gosh, guys. The Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns have great teams. Everybody's got a shot. Every division sends a team to the playoffs, even a bad division. Somebody from the NFC East had to make the playoffs last year. They were playing a third string quarterback and had a compelling playoff game. I mean, the entire division had bad teams, but they had a shot at the playoff. And so every week they played, games mattered. That is the model that will recover college football. I think you're seeing that phenomenon in the NBA. Hopefully the broadcast partners figure out that LeBron James is not the only person worth talking about in the league. Maybe they'll figure that out. Probably not, but they should after what we've seen here, Mississippi's Devin Booker needs that kind of coverage and he hasn't gotten it. Well, he should now Trey young has never gotten that kind of coverage. He should now. Hopefully that continues. Um, I think you'll see that crossover. The same phenomenon will happen in college football when the playoff expands that you're seeing in the NBA right now. Mississippi State and Texas tonight, guys. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch this game. I hope, uh, I hope you guys uh, – I hope your heart rates stay low. I hope the food you're cooking is good. I hope the beer you're drinking is cold, and I hope your Bulldogs win tonight. I hope I'm wrong. I think they're winning tomorrow, though. So, it, it, give me that, right? Even if they're, even if they win tonight, you can't come at me with, "Oh, you're an idiot, you are wrong," because I think they're winning. I just think it's going to take 24 extra hours, but I hope they do it tonight. I'm really excited to watch. Um, again, keep your heart rates down, keep your food good and your beer cold, and I'll talk to you guys on the radio this afternoon on Sunday morning, talking about a bulldog win. Hopefully. And then right back here on Monday. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Michael Borky on YouTube. It's free. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, I'll talk to you guys here very, very soon. Uh, uh-oh. Look at this. Come on, AJ. Whoa, what's wrong with you, man? Bringing that negativity in here. Uh, here you, though. Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves tonight. I'll uh, talk to you soon.